We executed. I heard a fan offer free dipping dots if I blew it. Wanted to have some fun, you know, execute. 100%. We executed. I heard a fan offer free dipping dots if I blew it. Wanted to have some fun, you know, execute. <laughs> Stay as a team, execute. Give 100%. Dipping dots sound good. because I've got John Roberts here with me that's joining me. So going to get him in here, get him on the screen for you guys. What's up? Hey, man, what's up? Uh, not much. Just recovering, you know, late game last night. Yes, yes. We'll, we'll get to y'all's late game switch especially with you on, uh, I have it on the board here, but, uh, uh, you guys did have a really, really late game last night for you guys. I mean, in the Eastern time zone, it was even later. I don't know. What was it like? One thirty, two o'clock when it was over with Eastern time. Uh, um, should have been right around one forty-five to AM ish. Yeah. That's what I figured. Yeah, That's I mean, what I Central Time. I think I looked up and I know it was. I'm pretty certain it was like twelve forty-five ish when uh, when we got done. So, yeah. Yep. Yep. It was. Uh, I, it was a long one. <laughs> yep. So I'm gonna get started today. The AP poll come out today. Actually, both polls come out today, but I'm gonna talk about the AP poll first. Um. <clears throat> Georgia, of course, is number one. They got 55 first-place vote, votes. Michigan's number two, got two first-place votes. Florida State is three, got three first-place votes. Texas is number four and had two first-place votes. USC is five, Ohio State six, Penn State seven, Washington eight, Notre Dame nine, and Alabama 10. Do you have an issue with any of those top 10 after yesterday's game uh, games in the top 10 on the AP poll? Uh, I, I mean, a lot of it is a bit reactionary. I didn't really care uh, all that much. Didn't really have a huge problem with any of them, but yeah. it was, it, it seemed very reactionary on those uh on some of those so uh michigan they they started the season up top so they uh kind of continue staying being where they are uh florida state with having their win uh week one last against, week yeah. yeah yeah against uh an opponent and then doing taking care of business this past weekend um 
Texas with their big win, they virtually swapped places with Bama. I mean, I think Bama was number three. Texas was number 11. Right. Now, now Texas is now four. Now it's 4-10. Yeah. 4-10. Yeah. 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 So, um, USC, I think, has been up there pretty much the whole time from preseason, so they haven't really moved much. They dropped Ohio State after the – very slow start, I think, from last week. Two game, two games in a row. Week, yeah, too. really. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Penn State has been, you know, done exactly what they should have been doing. Washington, Notre Washington's Dame. look good. Notre Dame's look good. Right. Tennessee, um, you know. Tennessee slipped a little bit because I think they they had a very slow start yesterday. They just yeah all day yesterday. So Tennessee's eleven. Let's run through. If you want to run through eleven through twenty five real quick. Right, um, so that was Tennessee, and then, then it looks like it's Utah. Utah, um, slow start and had a tough time with Baylor at Baylor. Uh, with a third-string quarterback. With a third-string quarterback. So that's, right. yeah. Uh, Oregon, you know, got away with the win yesterday. Barely. Uh, at at <laughs> At Texas Tech. So again, those two those two Pac-12 teams went to uh, the state of Texas and came out with victories. Yes, which is pretty. They didn't look pretty, but they won. Right. So um, then there's LSU who lost game, you know, week one, then took care of business. I mean, they were never going to be. Uh, there was never going to be a doubt with against Grambling. K State had a, a nice victory. I think they're what two and zero. They uh, are. They they, they beat Troy, and Troy was had twelve plus wins last or twelve wins last year. So it was right. a good win. Yeah, and then uh, Oregon State is uh, two and zero. Ole Miss, you know, took care of Tulane, which both of them I think were both like 23, they, 24. Somewhere they were right ranked. They were both ranked. Yeah, at the right. bottom. So uh-huh. Ole Miss got a little got got about a seven. And it was an away ball. game. It was at Tulane. So right, yeah. Ole Miss got a little bit of about a seven spot bump, and Tulane fell out of the uh, the top 25. Right. Uh, Colorado jumped into the top 25. If they had not already made it after last week, they definitely were in it after this week. Um, they moved up four spots this week. They were 22 right. last week. So Oklahoma, this is just kind of funny, is that Oklahoma is at 19 right now. Um, you just wouldn't really expect seeing that right now. But the, And they were kind of sluggish yesterday. I mean, I know their quarterback had four TDs, but – they were sluggish yesterday, but like last week, they were pretty. Yeah, they were. Yeah, but they were. But they started the season so low because of where they were last, how they finished last year. Right. So yeah, absolutely. That's what's yeah. that's what's funny, I guess, about it is just that that that's the case. Um, hold on, my my phone decided to lock me out. So uh, that's okay. Uh, North Car- North Carolina is at twenty. Um, you know, they struggled with App State yesterday. They did. They did. But. To give App State all the credit that they deserve, I mean, they almost beat North Carolina last year. They did beat Texas A&M last year. I mean, they are kind of known. They've beat Michigan in the past. I mean, many years ago now. Um, you know, I mean, App State's kind of known for a tough out for some of these um, power conference teams. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. App State put up a fight and put it all the way up to the end, and then North Carolina was able to flex just a little bit. Do is up there for their win against uh, Clemson last week on Monday. Uh, and, Miami, uh, Miami's now in the uh, top twenty-five. They were they weren't in. They they 
snuck in after their win against Texas A&M yesterday at 22. So Right, and a double-digit um, victory against Texas A&M. Uh, yeah. Wazoo in, I uh, believe they beat uh, Wisconsin. One of my picks last Thursday, year. by the way. I had they that picked one. They picked Wisconsin last night. <laughs> um, UCLA and uh, I believe it's Iowa is the last one. So yeah. um, Kirk Ferentz doing Kirk Ferentz things, you know, so um, – yeah. So one omission from this that is very glaring is Clemson. Yeah. Well, they, when they fell out, so but they they fell from like six. They were sixth or seven, maybe seven. Right. They, they were somewhere fell, in the top they 10. fell. They fell to twenty five, mm-hmm. and then they won yesterday, pretty convincing over a mediocre team. I mean, you know, um, but are now setting as the first one out yeah, in so, the AP poll. So <laughs> this right here, I just I, I'm I'm just going with they felt like these other teams deserve to be ranked ahead of them. Um what whether it be because they were 0 and one or they were one and one after yesterday or these other teams that just felt were better right I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask you as a fan When's the last time that Clemson was not in the top 25? Not in the top 25. So if I have to recall, if it wasn't within the last – I don't know time, the exact couple, answer to that. A couple of years, I would say it was probably 20 – 13? 13, maybe? 12, 12 yeah. 13, 14, kind of right in that area because I that's that's right around the time when I think Dabo was on the verge of being fired and he got Deshaun Watson. It was really around 15, I think, when they kind of took off. Well, right, but I think 13 I think. nearly got fired. 14, I think, may have been year one with Deshaun. 14, 15, they start 15, playing. 15, 16, start 17, 18, 19, that's when they were the best. Right. Well, you have One two of generation. Best. You have two generational quarterbacks like Deshaun Watson right. and. Uh, but and, I just—it's uh, been a long time. When you look at this poll, it's been a long time since Clemson's not been in the top twenty-five. Correct. And, and, and yeah. And and there's one other thing that I want to mention in this poll. Alabama, of course, we will get to the Bama Texas game here in just a few minutes, but. After losing at home yesterday, and I won't get into more than that until I get to it here, but after losing at home yesterday, they fell to 10. There is some significance in that. Um, This is – Bama has been inside the top 10 in like 127 consecutive AP polls. They have not fallen out of the top 10 in a, like 127 consecutive AP polls. Now, they're only on like 10 or 11 from the record. The record's like 137 or 138, something yeah. like that. Okay. They're only, they're only like 10 from the record, and when they got beat yesterday, they – the significance is is they they fail, but they fail to ten, so they're still in the top ten. And we'll see what happens, you know, uh, the next couple of weeks as the season goes along, 
and uh, and see how Bama plays. And if they – hopefully they don't take a tumble like Clemson did at 25 and fall that one spot because they're right at it. You know what I mean? To, to oh, be yeah. able to – you know, 127 or 128 wow. straight polls is a long, long time in the top 10, guys. Right. Exactly. Uh-oh. A so, long, it, long it's been time. been pretty much uh if you really think about it, there's 12, 13 weeks in the season. You're looking at 10 years or in that neighborhood, 10 years that you haven't 25. That's an amazing accomplishment. I know which, I know that is, there's gonna be a lot of fans that are on the you know, take Bama down the drain train, <laughs> you know. I mean, because they're tired of seeing Bama being there, and I get it. I mean, I understand, but you're right. That's in the 10, 12, 10, 11, 12-year range, Um, you know, and that's a pretty significant, you know. Let me get the exact number for you guys because I've seen it earlier. Yeah, well, the thing about it is uh, 10 years ago would be the 2013 season, which – they didn't make the uh, they didn't make the championship game that year. They were they were on the verge of three peating that year. So that means that the two years before that they were number one, or at least they ended the year number one, um, which meant that they were going to be in the top ten anyway of those. So you're looking at 2011, 2010, 2011 are the years in which you could pretty much predict that they were outside because 2010, they lost three games uh, in that season, 2011. So they did fall to number 10 one time last year. It was in November. My guess is after the Tennessee game. I'm not sure. Well, but, but they fell to number 10 one time last year. Okay. Right. And I'm trying to see when they were outside the top 25. No, I'm trying to get the, the I'm trying to get the exact number on the streak. I seen it in something that I. Yeah, because again, if you're going ten years, I mean, like here, here's the deal: they they in 2011 and 2012 they were in the championship game because they won it. Uh, 2000 they got. Back to back, knocked, yeah. they got they got knocked out because of the uh, because of kick six. Kick six took them out of the running for it. Uh, in fourteen, they were in the first ever playoff. They got knocked out in the first round by Ohio State. Two thousand fifteen, I believe they won. Sixteen, I think they lost the championship game. Seventeen, they beat Georgia uh, in the championship game with Tua Tungvaloa. Eighteen. Was probably the Clemson game, I think. 18 or 19 was the Clemson game. Um, don't remember if they won either of those. I don't think they didn't win either of those. I don't think 2020 they won it again because that was the COVID season and they went undefeated. It's the one of two seasons with Nick Saban that they were undefeated. Um, so 2020 being an all SEC 10 game season, they. Of course, I can't find it now. Yeah. I've seen uh, it earlier on one of these things when I was clicking, and now I can't find it. Right. And then 21, 22 were back to back. So um, 2010, unless it was sometime early in 2011, 2010 would have to be the time that they were out of the top 10. 
So however many. It's 127, 128, something like that. The record's either 137 or 138. Um, and so, they're not very far from the record. That's all I wanted right. to bring up. Uh, gotcha. I, I can't really find it right now, but yeah. Um, those are pretty, pretty amazing stats between that and Clemson falling out. And the last time Clemson wasn't even in the top 25, this poll is a little interesting, uh, yeah. you know, because Auburn and Clemson have been top five teams for nearly the last 10 years, Alabama, but thanks for ta- putting us in there. Did I say Auburn? You did. Oh. <laughs> it's Alabama. Alabama. But, but thank Sorry. you for that. Not, I appreciate not. it. <laughs> we've not Alabama, been that good. Not, 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 not Auburn. Alabama. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, Saban. Sorry, Alabama fans. <laughs> I, I didn't mean that. There was a Please total. Lord. Yeah. <laughs> that was a total misstep there. I, I didn't mean that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so from there, we'll kind of go to the scorecard, scoreboard from yesterday. Um, you know, name me some of these teams um, and some of the scores from yesterday as we go along here. You know, I'm, I'm going to run through as many as I can. I may skip around and skip some, um, but I'm going to go through – the entire weekend started out Louisville on Thursday, beat Murray State 56 nothing. You had Indiana beat Indiana State 41 7. Kansas beat Illinois on Friday 34 23. Georgia beat Ball State pretty handedly. Michigan won 35 7. Before we before we go any further with that, Georgia Ball State, Georgia Ball State were 0 0 after the first quarter. Yeah. Yeah, it was slow. It, it it was a slow start, and they had a slow start last week too. But then in quarter did. number two, in quarter number two, thirty-one. <laughs> so then it was thirty-one yeah. nothing at the end of quarter number two. Right. So at halftime, right. thirty-one nothing. But first quarter it was zero zero. I was looking at this going yeah. like, are we and Michigan serious? really wasn't all that. They played UNLV and beat them thirty-five to seven. It wasn't really all that impressive. You'll notice there was a lot of really not. Overly impressive oh, yeah. wins oh, yesterday. Yeah. Every, There's a yeah. lot of them, actually. Um, Texas There's, beat Alabama 34-24. We'll get to that game next after yeah. this. Uh, Florida State 66, uh, Southern Miss 13. Youngstown State uh, 7, Ohio State 35. They were sluggish again yesterday. Um, USC beat Stanford 56-10. to Penn State beat Delaware 63-7. Washington beat Tulsa 43-10. Um, Tennessee beat Austin P 30-13. But this game was a 6-6 game with about six minutes to go in the first half. Yes. It was, uh, um, it was, it was a slow. very, very sluggish game. Tennessee did not play all that well in this game, but, you know, not, not really at all. Um, Austin P is a, you know, very mediocre FCS team. Um, so, you know, you have that Kentucky, I'm wearing Kentucky, Kentucky looked the same way yesterday. Um, Notre Dame, um, 45 to 24 over NC state at NC state, which is one of the more impressive wins yesterday. I think. How long was their rain delay? 
or how long was their weather delay? Weather wasn't just rain. I'm not they sure. Had, they had one. I just don't remember how long it was. I don't remember, I, I how, remember long how long it was. Happened. Yeah. Um, Utah Utah beat Baylor last night, twenty to thirteen. Did come from behind. They had to put in another quarterback uh, because the starter from the one that beat Florida was bad. He was like six of nineteen. Had like they had one two or, in that game. They had two in that game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they they played they played a two system because they had a they had one that was more of a runner and one that was more of a thrower. Well, the one that was a runner come in and basically saved the day for him. Yes, last night. Gotcha. Um, Oregon um, beat Texas Tech thirty eight to thirty. Yep. LSU seventy two to ten. These are all the rankings. Uh, Kansas State is forty two to thirteen over Troy. Oregon State was 55 to 7 over UC Davis. North Carolina 40 to 34 in a double overtime over App State. Oklahoma beat SMU 28 to 11. Um, Washington State beat Wisconsin, which is one of the more impressive wins yesterday, I think, 31 to 22. It was at home for them. Um, Ole Miss, which I think besides Texas, maybe had the the most the ranked win of the day because they were the only other ranked two opponents uh, beat Tulane 37 to 20 at Tulane Duke was 42 to seven over Lafayette or Lafayette. I'm not sure how they pronounce that down there. <laughs> depends Lafayette. on where you depends La- on where La- you're at. Lafayette's a county in, in Alabama. Lafayette is any other place I've ever seen it announced. Yeah. Uh, it just it. depends if you're from the South. <laughs> Lot, lots of people say Lafayette. But Lafayette is the proper pronunciation. It's the proper French pronunciation, Lafayette. Yeah, right. Colorado, 36 to 14 over Nebraska. Miami, 48 to 33 over Texas A&M. Clemson beat uh, Charleston Southern, 66 to 17. That is scorecard, yes, scoreboard yesterday for the top 25. So, how many of those games did you pay attention to? I know you paid attention to some of them because some of them are really big. Um, but that's kind of the top 25 scoreboard. Okay, so in the during the day, uh, there was always at least one big game that was going on. So uh, the big noon kickoff was the, Colorado's, the Colorado and Nebraska, Nebraska. game. Nebraska. So, so I had that game going. Um, my quad – so everybody calls it a quad box, but I don't have YouTube, so I don't have the ones that are predetermined for you. I have ESPN uh, app with Apple TV, so I can create my own, but it has to be ESPN only. It can't be just any channel. So my non-ESPN games I'm watching on the computer in which I'm doing this podcast on. So, uh, my so my non ESPN games that I had watched yesterday were the uh, Colorado Nebraska game. I had the uh, Utah or no, I had uh, El Asico, Iowa Iowa State going at one point. I think that was the morning game, right? That was the first one. Yeah. That, no, 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 no. Big. That might have been the mind. two o'clock been, game. It been, it, yeah. So it's the one that was at two. Okay. So yeah. it would have followed the uh, the Colorado, uh, Colorado State one, or sorry, Colorado and um, Nebraska. And then 
uh, that night I had the Oregon game on. I had had the Wisconsin game on for until the Oregon game kicked, and I think I put it on that one. Well, I watched um, one game that I just didn't mention, but I watched some of the um, Mississippi State and Arizona game last night. Right. Um, and it was on right as I guess the Auburn game was kind of finishing, I think. No, 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 no. They would have I mean, been – they would have been when the on. Auburn game was starting, is what I'm saying. They were finishing right. when the Auburn game was starting, was what yes. I meant to say. Yes. Yes, um, yes. And I watched a little bit of that game. You know, it was amazing to me to see Mississippi State barely survive a win at home over an Arizona team that's probably not going to be in the top eight or so of the Pac 12. And they had they created five turnovers in that game, and and still a, and still nearly lost. I've got a stat about turn to get to the Auburn game. By the way, it is they had five turnovers in that game, and still nearly lost at home. So I'm not overly impressed with that win. To be honest with you, even though Mississippi State did pull it out and win, they were ahead like twenty. 14, 20 points or something at one time. So, but anyway, we will move on to the big game of the week. Texas and Alabama, of course, was the big game yesterday. And we will move on to that game. And, you know, I'll start it with this. This is only the second time, or let's put it this way. This was the first time since 2007 that Nick Saban has lost a non-conference home game, period. Correct. This is only the second time it's ever happened. Yes. That was was in 2007 in his very first season, like his – First or second, third game. I can't remember now when that Louisiana. Oh, no. Um, no, that La Monroe game happened late in La the season. La Monroe game. Was it, it late happened. in the season? Yes, it was one of those games like the one right before the Iron Bowl kind of game. Okay. It was, yeah, it I was got late. You. It was like that. Okay. But it was that, in his first season. Yes. Yes. It was his first season as a coach. It had, He's in his 16th year or well, 17th. 2007 was number one, so you're – It's either 16th or 17th year, if you count it up. I can't remember now. Um, I think it's 16, I believe. But So it has not happened since then, and they got handled pretty good last night. Uh, Texas beat them 34-24. I thought the D-line play of Texas was pretty much the – Game changer in this game to me by by watching it, I thought Texas D line pretty much ate up that Alabama offensive line, who is huge. I mean these these guys are average like three hundred and thirty nine pounds and getting eat up by Texas D line, and I thought that was a huge huge take in this game. And I'll throw it to you, Hammonds or Hammonds. Roberts and John Roberts. I don't. I don't know. I'm so. So what we were looking for was joyless murder ball. That was the game plan. That's what we thought we were going to see. Joyless yeah. murder ball. 
which is right. pretty much with just that offensive line, line lining up and running it right down your throat, lining up right down your throat, and every now and then you may throw one deep. Okay. Well, what we got was uh, Jalen Milrow running for his life because any time that they decided that they wanted to throw the ball, those big dudes that they had on the line, those they, they've got three guys that are over 350. They could not block the D-line. They could not block just they, – they, they could not hold the line. And there was – and telling everybody, Te- so, this te- Texas team has talent everywhere. So the so the 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 center was snapping. You know, was was getting called for the uh, for for the illegal snaps. He kept jerking the ball. He before he snapped it, there were holds all over the place that that Alabama was getting called for. I mean, it was a lot of like they had fifteen penalties, I think, last year in this game. And they were pretty darn close to it because the last time I remember seeing it, they um, I did not see if they actually made it to 15. Um, I didn't think they did, but I thought they were getting close. Uh, they were at nine the last time I saw it. Uh, so this, this joyless murder ball didn't quite happen. But the thing about what, what, what everybody had said about Jalen Milrow is, like, he can – obviously, he's got the legs to run around but he has such a beautiful deep ball and they finally showed it in the fourth quarter of the late third and early fourth quarter. He just starts, they just started bombing it at the, at the time. And I was like, Oh, because this is at the point when it went from being a defensive struggle to, Oh my God, every, every in a touchdown. And it was like when, when Alabama really started kind of coming back and they took the lead. And then at this yeah. point it was like, Oh, it might be whoever the last, uh, last one with the ball won. And yeah. So it just ended up being where that like both teams were just, you know, send their two, two or three uh, wide receivers deep and just chunk one down there and see if one of them can run under it. And that's what it I will say this. I'll say this about Bama. Um, I think they're going to be fine overall, but when you when you look at this team, and and I said this was kind of the same thing last year. I don't, I don't see they have talent in many many places and five star kids all around, but I don't really see that in the receiver group. Well, okay, so in the receivers, they've got they've got Burton, who I think that came from Georgia. Um, I'm trying to think of who else that they had that they were that they were throwing to, and it was just it, that they had um, one of their tight ends was seemed like it, he was bailing out Jalen Milrow uh, from time to time, but it, it was yeah, I mean it it's not the the Jerry Judys and the and the and the and the Smiths of the world. It, it's just you you end up not having those guys they don't have that they, they don't have their the the name recognition right now um i don't think they're that kind they're of missing like, that that's something they're missing on their team in the receiver right, room i think right right but they're also they've also kind of gone to again a style of play where they're kind of reverting back to what they were doing 10 12 years ago well i think where, that's kind of dictated by milbro Correct. I think that does is dictated by the quarterback situation, whether it was Milrow yeah. or even if it were Ty Simpson or Ty Buckner. Um, 
I just I feel like that they they don't have that they need a guy that could just manage the offense. They don't need a playmaker anymore, which means as far as receivers, they don't necessarily need playmaking receivers if that's the case. So that's where I'm well, kind of getting. So there. Bama had ten penalties last night. Ten, okay. Um, ten for ninety yards, um, which is a lot on ten penalties, if you ask me. Um, and Texas only had four for the entire game. Yeah, just want to. I just want to give you a little quick update. Uh, the Packers have stopped the Bears on fourth down. Okay. Well, the I game. It, I, I believe it the game just started. I believe so. it's. I think it's a turnover on downs on this one. So. Um, okay. Yeah, and just wanted to let you know that um, it is on Fox. Okay. Here, here at least. I, I assume. Yeah. You're yeah. getting it there too. Just. Um, <laughs> I thought I thought yours was really really heady solid. in this game. Solid in this game. Like he had three TDs, three hundred forty nine yards. I think he was like 24, 38. So, I mean, you know, I thought yours was was pretty stellar in this game. And they have a ton of talent on this Texas team. I've been telling people that all through the preseason. Um, but I went against all of what I've been saying, and I did pick Bama at home in this game. So, I will fully admit that I got the, the picks wrong on this game. But – had it been the other way around, had this game been last year's game, in, you know, at Texas, I probably with this this season's team would have probably picked Texas at home. Um, you know, Milrow was so so yesterday. I thought, you know, he 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 was about fifty percent. He was like fifteen to twenty eight or fourteen to twenty seven, something like that. He had two touchdowns and two picks yesterday mm-hmm. and and at times he ran for his life right so the the uh, one of the picks came early in the game and the other pick came real late in the game i believe yeah if i were if correctly um the one so that is happened, there is there a chance we see ty simpson next week uh probably not ty simpson it'd probably be buckner if i had to guess you think so well buckner was number two out of the gate yet last week and you didn't just, see Ty like, I really thought Simpson would get a shot this you know I I just I'm really surprised by that from 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 all accounts I'm thinking I'm I'm here pretty much replaced Simpson as the number 2 guy so I could be Well I mean he is a Tommy wrong, Reese but, guy Yeah so but um anyway the the first interception you know a lot of the bama fans that i had talked to they were just praying and hoping that he didn't you know just start being deer in the headlights as the uh you know as the game went on because of that first interception and what it looked like to me was if the first read was not there he was looking to bail immediately so there were a few times where if he would have just stayed patient in the pocket he could have at least had a fine body and he wasn't doing that. Um, he was definitely running for his life. It's not like that there, there was some cause for concern, but there were a few times where there wasn't people back there and he, he was seeing ghosts 
and he was trying to bail before he really needed to bail. But at the same time, there were a lot of there were a lot of plays in which the offensive line just wasn't that good, and they and were you would think definitely the mm-hmm. massive size of their offensive line right could could do a little bit better than and, that. And, he really and, would. And and then it was not only they were allowing you know the the rushers to get through, but you know the plays in which they were able to you know hold them off, they were holding. And you had yeah. penalties, right? Right. Or you had the they only had they only had 107 had, rushing yards, man. Right. Yesterday. So you had so you had the, uh, the 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 illegal snaps from the center because he kept faking. He he kept jumping before the snap himself, and then snapping the ball. And then a lot of times he's trying to snap it too early because Jalen Milrow's not even ready for it. So when he was snapping, then he wasn't snapping it to Jalen. There was a lot of times with Jalen's time to pick it up off the ground um, and, and move. So there was a lot of things that were wrong. And, you know, when you're having to pick the ball up off the ground, you're thinking that you've already wasted a second or two. And you got and you got a 300-pound guy coming at you. Right. So of your, <laughs> And of you your, got your head down trying to pick up the ball. Right. You so know. of your of yeah. your seconds that you've got to have with the ball you're spending one to two trying to pick the ball up so you think you don't have as much time as you actually do a couple times when you had the bad snaps and then it was he's trying to run almost immediately when he didn't have to or anything like that but i mean again the center was putting him in that bad situation to begin with so yeah uh it's not 100 Jalen milrow's fault but Jalen milrow do a whole lot to well, who does Bama play next week? My guess is it's 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 a smaller team. That's the reason why. I, I think they've got a. I think they've got a small, um, like a non. I'm pretty sure they do. Non a smaller non conference uh, game next week. I'm pretty sure after this Texas game. Right, and, and that's why I say I think there's a chance that we'll see, you know, one of these other quarterbacks. It's not a smaller school. Um, it is a a known non-conference but it's not anywhere like it's not a team that's going to be that that is a threat how about that okay. uh it's south florida south florida okay yeah so not not a not a massive school but not a threat They're right. not going to be a threat yeah so but bama's got some clean clean some things up and texas i'm not going to say the whole back thing because i think that's an absolute ridiculous thing but i will say this and I have been saying this the entire preseason up to this point. Texas has a ton, ton of talent. They are full of five-star kids on that defensive line, receiving core. They're running back. They have three five-star quarterbacks on that team. I mean, they are loaded with talent. And this Texas team is a team that could challenge for a college football playoff spot down the road. Now, I didn't have them in that preseason, and the main reason why is I thought Bama would take care of business at home, but that didn't happen. So now I think Texas has got a path. I clearly think at this point so far, and this is just my opinion, and we'll get to another topic here in just a few minutes, but – I clearly think that they are the class of the Big 12 so far. 
Uh, yeah, I believe it's going to be them and and uh, even Oklahoma as well. Um, and and Kansas State has looked good. Kansas State has looked good. We'll see what uh, how how yeah. everybody fares after that. But I believe right. uh, those are going to be your three your three teams at the moment. Um, right. So anyway, but I'll move on. The next game I wanted to talk to you about, John, was Texas A and M and Miami. I didn't trust either of these darn teams. Um, you know, these are both teams that I don't, I don't, I haven't trusted either one of them. We did do a pick them, and I had to pick one, and of course, I picked the wrong one on this one. Um, with the spreads, I did go seven and five. I went nine and three um, as winners, but with spreads, I went seven and five. But this is one game that I got wrong. Um, Miami put up 48 points on Texas A&M yesterday. And to me, that says a lot. Their defense is, again, they've been getting a lot of five stars. They are pretty much loaded with four- and five-star players on that defense. And to give up 48 points to Miami is (laughs) – is I I mean, I just – I don't understand it. How in the hell – can they give up 48 points to Miami? I don't get it, John. I don't know, man. I just I okay, so I know I wasn't on your little I wasn't on your pick'em show, so but what I would I would have picked Miami just for the sheer uh fact that I would just wanted that and I would have wanted the uh the funny the, the just it being hilarious and being very stupid that Texas a&M being a team that has that's just loaded with four and five star players uh, can't seem to beat teams that they should. I don't and, understand it. I mean, yeah. not just get beat, but how do you give up nearly fifty points to Miami? I don't, I don't get it. I don't know, but you know what? The again, what was funny about last year's team is a team that they kept getting beat, you know, over and over and over. But then they went and beat LSU right there at the end of the season, which was also just the hilarity of that. And picking picking A and M just for the fact that it would be funny if they beat LSU, and that's exactly what happened. They beat LSU, and you know I got well, that one so- right. But this one, but this one here uh, with with uh, Miami, I just I had a feeling uh, that this would be one of those games. Jimbo and and Petrino, but I I don't know I mean, how much it, it went it, on the offense. Petrino put up thirty three points. I think I think it's, like, it's I on the defense. Much, yeah. So the I mean, well, the offense is st- still scored thirty. I mean, look, thirty three is probably a lot better than than what you what would, they did last year. I can tell right. you that. And oh, what yeah, they averaged yeah, last yeah. year. So so thirty three is better than what they had been doing like uh, within the last you know year a couple or two. Of years. But but the defense should not be giving up forty eight, and yeah, that is a that is a problem. That's 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 a huge problem, and um, you know, so kudos to Miami. I maybe I I need to look at them a little better. I don't really know yet. I'm not at that point yet, but I'm surprised. I was surprised by this game. I thought with the hiring of Bobby Petrino that the offense would would be improved enough that their talent level on defense could help carry them. But when you look at 
what happened yesterday, it's the exact opposite. I mean, their defense and their talent level and the five four-star kids that they got are just not playing up to a standard. They're just not. Yeah. You know, so you you got that. And then the next one that I want to get to real quick with you is Coach Prime in Colorado. Um, You know, they – Again, looked really good. Got a big win yesterday at home. They rushed the field afterwards. Um, Sanders, and I'm not talking about Dion, his son, Shadur Sanders, um, is thrown for like 900 yards in in, three, in two games and eight touchdowns or something like that. Um, eight or nine. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. Travis Hunter looks like an absolute star on the college football field. Well, um, he, he he was a number one. Yeah, high he was. Prospect. He was the so number let's, one. Let's, prospect. let's not forget. It's not. A, a, it's not a huge surprise that he's not. That, but what I'm saying is he absolutely is playing up to that level. Um, Travis Hunter is, and it's going to be interesting to see where Colorado kind of falls. Did you freeze up on me? I think John froze up on me. It's gonna be it's gonna be pretty interesting to see where where Colorado falls in this Pac 12 because the Pac 12 is really, really playing some good ball. Yeah. Oh, there you are. Hey, we all we all came back because we all got cut out. I don't know what happened. Did I happened. get cut out too? Uh, probably. Okay. I don't know. I saw you got cut out. But um, I'm just saying Hunter's living up to that that responsibility of being the number one. He's playing that kind of ball. And it's going to be interesting. Pac-12 is playing better. I think they're – right now, I would put them at the best conference so far through two yeah, weeks. Yeah, I mean, up until, up until uh, Mississippi State and Auburn beat – beat Pac-12 teams last night they had not Late. lost yeah right they had not lost so right this yeah. is uh yeah yeah think about that Auburn and Mississippi State are the flag bearers for the SEC <laughs> yeah we'll get to that I, I got I got something for you when, when it comes to that here in a minute but <laughs> finishing up with Coach Prime I'm not I've never really been a true Deion Sanders fan okay and that's from all the way back when he played at Florida State that's when he played I'm 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 a I'm I'm not a Dallas Cowboys fan at all I'm not a 49ers fan they were two of my teams growing up that I did not like um and those are the teams that he starred on minus the Atlanta Falcons um and you know I just I don't know I'm never so I want to get that out of the way, but I do respect good coaching. I respect, um, you know, hyping people up and getting people to a certain level. And, and you know, you have to give Dion the due and the credit that he deserves for doing what he's done now at his second place. And with you on board right now, I know Freeze just won a second game last night, but – how close was Auburn to really giving Dion a call last year? 
so I would think that was that board, was that a possibility? Because I thought it was a possibility. But. I think the board was probably split on Dion because Dion they want to find somebody that they can have more control over. I think Hugh Freeze is one that they actually have more control because they can bring up his past. Uh, whereas Dion would be somebody that would be Dion, all again. Could you imagine Dion teaming up with uh, against Saban in the SEC? Like that would have been. I, I think mean, there's your athlete commercial right there. I'm telling you, man. I mean, can you imagine that? I was, I thought for sure that they would give a good look at Dion last year when they were hiring somebody. Look, I think his name was tossed around. I think he was on the board. Like, I think he was on the 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 big board as far as what they were looking for. But I just, I feel like what would have happened was that maybe some of the board of trustees were were wanting him and they couldn't have that they didn't have a split decision that they uh Hugh Freeze I think is a guy that they actually or most of them were all on board for so they all backed one I mean of course Kiffin got a lot of the uh, you know up front the early stuff right right you know but that's when I thought they should have really been talking and looking at at Dion Right, is and when, I think is when all the Kiffin stuff was going on. Yeah, and I think and 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 what I'm trying to figure, what I feel like happened with Kiffin stuff is that Kiffin was just playing them to get a bigger contract from bigger contract. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think, I think if if you want to know the truth, I think Kiffin wants to stick around and and be good and wait for that Alabama job. That's I, what think I think so too. I think that's, that's uh, what I exactly think. what he's looking at. Is he's looking yeah. at the Alabama job, so yeah. he just wants to. He wants yeah. to go and take 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 Ole Miss, be good enough and relevant enough being at yep. Ole Miss, and that when the Alabama job does yep. come open, that he goes and tries to you know put his name in the hat. That's that that's my take. That's what that if you ask me, that's what's going on with Kiffin. But when all that talk was going on with Kiffin last year, if you remember, I told you they they should look at Dion. Right, you, know? you did, you did, you did, and yeah. um, like I said, I think the. Uh, I think the the board wanted somebody that they felt like they had more control over. And I know and Freeze he, is okay, and he's doing what he's supposed to right now. And he's recruiting right. good, and, and he's doing what he's supposed to, okay? But right. can you imagine the buzz right now that would be going on if he was at Auburn and kicking tail at Auburn like he is at Colorado? So and- there'd be a, Yeah, there'd be a lot of more things that would be happening. One, <laughs> the the – the 80 transfers that he got into Colorado, he would have had probably maybe not 80, but he would have had a lot. And yeah. that team, he could actually pick up probably better quality of player because of the name at Auburn. Yeah. With Auburn. Right. And I would think that, yes, that, 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 that school or, or that Auburn would be just, there would be a huge buzz going on right now prime were uh at, at auburn rather than at colorado yeah so, yeah i just wanted to bring it up you're an auburn alum and a big fan and stuff so i just wanted to bring it up but um it's it's a good topic you know something that somebody watching the show can be like oh man that that would be a heck of a buzz if, if that was going on and i did talk about it last year so you know uh, my next topic here is the sec is looking bad so far in my opinion john um, and I'll, and I'll start by saying this, the SEC is, was 0-3 in week one versus ranked opponents. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right now, after week two, 
The SEC is one and four against the ACC. Yeah, okay. with the with the Total, one win being one, the, one of the worst teams in college football, or one of the worst P five yes, teams it, in college Virginia. football. It's Virginia, yeah, Tennessee over one, Virginia, yeah, right, being the one win, yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, so I just wanted to get your opinion. You know, what do you think? I mean, last night Auburn pulled out a win, Mississippi State pulled out a win against Pac twelve teams, which kind of helped a little bit. On the bottom end of stuff, you know, it helps. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but, you know, Bama gets beat as a ranked opponent yesterday. Now, Ole Miss did win against a ranked opponent at Tulane yesterday. So, they, the SEC did get a ranked win yesterday. And two road victories. Yeah. So. Yeah. Right, yes. Yes. As you were saying, the SEC has not looked great, whether it's been uh, Bama losing – or if it LSU was, uh, loses, LSU. South Carolina lost in at where game day was at. Um, There's know, a lot of big stage games, a lot of ones where there were a lot of eyeballs saw those games and a lot of eyeballs saw the SEC get beat. And they are all talking. And it is. Absolutely. And, and this is the first time in 12, 15 years that the SEC has started out like this, in my opinion. Right. Like it's been a long time. So, you know, on top of a few of those, Kentucky didn't look great yesterday. Tennessee didn't look great yesterday. You know, um, you know, they got wins against – they were su- far superior teams. Tennessee and Kentucky was. Georgia kind of looks Georgia has been play. slow a couple of times. You know, both games really um, – I'm trying to think of who else. You know, there's there's a couple of other ones. Now, Auburn's took care of business. I didn't watch last night's game, and I'll, I'll we'll talk about that right before we close the show um, because it, it was on really late. I did watch the start of the game up to about halftime, um, but I didn't really see how the game finished, and it was only 14 to 10, so it couldn't have been too exciting. <laughs> the whole game, I wouldn't think, but – well, I tweeted out. I tweeted out earlier that uh, I'm not really sure what uh, I fear the most, uh, or or what was it that that what scared me most uh, teaching my 15 year old to drive, or Auburn football, so, <laughs> uh, or what would kill me first? One of those yeah. is it was something along that earlier this morning when I tweeted that out, and I thought that was uh, uh, a very you know, <laughs> I thought it was very right. comparable. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Just yeah. watching that. That's how the game went. So all right. We'll we'll get to it in a minute. Pac 12. I've already said I think the Pac 12's been the best conference so far in 2023. If you're just looking at, you know, these two and a half weeks or week zero, whatever you count that week. Um, you know, so um you know, up until late late last night. They had won every game so far, um, you know, and the teams that lost was Arizona and Arizona State, California, um, late last night. So they are not going to be three of the top teams in the Pac-12 anyway. Right. Yeah. Yep. You know, so they're going to be near the bottom. Stanford's probably the bottom. But outside of that, 
you know, um, they're going to be near the bottom. Those three teams are probably in the Pac-12. But having said that, in the AP poll that just come out when we started the show, there are eight, count them up, there are eight Pac-12 teams in the AP poll this week. It's usually what you see with the SEC on a time on a weekly basis, but I think there's only what four SEC teams or three yeah. in the top 25, uh, being Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee, and Ole Miss. I believe that's those four. LSU and LSU. So there's five. Yeah. Um, but if, uh, with the Pac-12, you've got what Oregon, Utah, USC. Washington State Washington, moved in. Washington, Washington State, Oregon State. Yeah. Um, so you have all those teams along with Colorado. Utah, Colorado now. I'm telling yep. you, you and got you, you, UCLA. Yep. UCLA come in at the bottom of it and, and USC at the top. There are right. eight Pac-12 teams in the top 25 this week. Right. Week and three. I think I think at the, at this very moment, I think that the Pac-12 is the deepest conference that's that's there because I think and I've been telling people in the preseason that I expected this to be a really, really good Pac-12 year. And it's I funny, it's funny it's, it's, it's its last. <laughs> no, I still it's it it's sad to me, really, um, that they are so good, but yeah. yet the team the the you know, the conference wouldn't do the right things to, you know, to hold it together, basically. Right. But, you know, but it is what it oh, is. Yeah. And the ACC, give them a little bit of, of um, you know, good talk for the ACC. You got to show them some love. I think the ACC has, like I said, is four and one against the SEC so far. Um, and won the big games, you know. I mean, they, they, they beat – the game day game with North Carolina and South Carolina, and they beat us, you know, FSU over LSU in the SEC. And I say us Miami. because I'm I am a homer. I will fully admit that I'm an SEC homer. Miami so, over Texas A and M, while Miami. while most SEC schools and fans are actually more just thinking that that's funny rather than like standing up for Texas A and M and anything that Texas A and M does. I think they're more of yeah, you can have that one. That's fine. Well, but see the thing. <laughs> but the thing of it is, is Miami's probably at the best a mid ACC team. They are at, at but, best I mean, at, at, at what they've been. Now it's possible that this year is a year that they actually show up and show out. Um, Tyler Van Dyne has actually shown pretty, or Van Dyke has shown pretty. Uh, 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 glimpses of, of being a, a really good quarterback. And we'll just have to see what, what happens with him for the rest of the season. So, I mean, that's true. I want to give some love talking about the PAC 12 just a few minutes ago. I want to give some love to Washington state last night. Um, they beat who was ranked 19th in the AP poll last week, Wisconsin come out to Washington state Washington State is a team that is being left out of all of this conference realignment stuff. Um, Washington State and Oregon State. And I don't know if you caught the coaches' interview last night, if you seen the coaches' interview after the game when they were on the field. Like, you can tell that it is majorly affecting 
you know, he he was asked about the game and what it means for the program, and he basically said, you know, I just want everybody to know that we are a Power Five conference team, and it's a shame that's what's going on. And like, and he, he was his voice was all cracking up. It was just a it was a really solid moment. If you didn't see it, um, what's going on in the college football world? There's another side to things. Everybody only looks at, you know, who's jumping where and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, who's making money here and, and who's going there. But there are some teams that are being left out of this. And Washington State is one of them. And for them to get a big win at home against a Big Ten team who is taking four of their teams um, yep. is, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a huge win for them. And yep. if you didn't get a chance to see that um, coach's interview right after the game, on the field, fans all around, um, if, you, if you didn't get a chance to see it, you should watch it. Yeah. It was a pretty cool moment, and I just wanted to, uh, to and say that. He was wearing a shirt for uh, for Mike Leach too. So, yes, yeah, he was, and you know they actually honored Mike Leach last night too before the yep. before that game. So that was that was part of it too. Um, and I just thought it was a real cool moment um, after the game. So, all right, Auburn, California. It was. First time Auburn's went out on the road like that in a long, long time. When, when's the last time non-conference that they went out on the road like that? So it's only happened two or three times in the last 20, 30 years, hasn't it? Well, they, uh, you know, as far as being on the road, um, I mean, obviously you can play your neutral site games or anything like that. So, um, but uh, I can't remember if they played Clemson at Clemson or anything like that, or if they just played them neutral side. But I think they played Clemson at Clemson. Um, but they've not gone cross country like that since 2003 when they went to USC. It was the last time that I think they went out to California in a non-conference regular season game. Uh, right. They went out to USC in 2003. The uh, I know that they that was 20 years ago. So yeah, and I know that they played Washington State, but I think that was a one-off, and that was in Auburn, and that was in like 2005. I don't think they ever had a return trip to Washington State. Um, they've they've gone back and forth with Georgia Tech again. That's only like an hour and a half up the road, so they're not really dealing with a lot of travel on that one. Um, the furthest that they've gone recently is going to Dallas again. Those were. Uh, neutral site in, uh, in in Jerry World when they played Oregon um, back in, I think, 2019. So there's there's not been where that's been on a on an opponent's campus and it been that far away or at least something relatively far away um, as far as the uh, what, what Auburn has traveled to in non-conference uh especially early in the season so uh yeah so it's been a long all right so my question is to you is this i didn't watch the full game but i know last week robbie ashford come in and when went most of the game when auburn got inside the red zone correct and and operated and operated from inside the red zone 
and I think scored helped him score like three touchdowns, if I'm not mistaken. And I may have the numbers wrong. If I do, you can correct me. But so did did was that part of the game plan last night with California? Well, well, the biggest problem with Auburn was that they barely got into the red zone at any given time. They spent most of their time backed in their backed in their own end zone because what ended up happening was every time that uh, Cal started with the ball. I mean, it seemed like that they were starting with the ball at Auburn's 35-yard line the entire entire game. So uh, Auburn rarely started the ball or even got the ball in Cal's red zone. Um, I believe the only times that they did, Auburn did score touchdowns on them. Unless one of those were the fumbles. They may have fumbled once. Uh, so, but... That they they didn't really ever have time to 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 run that offense okay. in that manner. Now they did bring Ashford out because Peyton Thorne was not really doing anything that they needed in the game. So they did have to bring Ashford out and do Ashford somewhere else. They just they they needed something to kickstart that offense. They didn't have any offense at all. So how did Ashford do once he came in for for that reason? Not very so, good. I mean he was. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Look, look, Ashford. I just know that last week so, there was some buzz that yeah. Ashford in the red zone done really well. So, so there, there, there were there were three names that that you need to know in that that came out of this game. One was Eugene Asante. Okay, Eugene Asante, defensive player, is a linebacker, was all over the field. He was made. 10, 12 tackles in the game. He had a sack. He had a bunch of tackles for loss. That guy was all over the place. He's number nine on the defense. That dude was out. Okay. Now, on the offensive side of the ball, there was only a couple of names, and Auburn just, for whatever reason, didn't use them once they were having success. Uh, one is, I believe, uh, it's oh, now I'm going blank on the uh, the running back's name, number 22 on the running back. He had a pretty successful um, with uh, the runs that he was having, plus, they were throwing it to him as much, uh, you know, some of the time. So, he had some receiving yards and some rushing yards. The, the, the next guy is Fairweather, I believe his number is number 13. He is a tight end, big, big receiver type body. He ended up going up and over a guy for a touchdown uh, late in the game. He's the reason why it went from seven to 14 um, okay. and had a couple of catches during the game late in big time situations where he needed to make a catch. So fair weather, they threw it to him a couple of times. He actually looked good. And then uh, Asante, uh, Eugene Asante. And then I'm going to look this other guy, but I can't. Right off the top of my head, I, I know the number. I like. I just went blank. I don't on, know. On I guy. don't know all the guys, all so the guys. I can't even yeah, tell you. So, but yeah, that was uh. There, there was only three guys, and none of which were were quarterback on uh on Auburn's roster that actually looked good. So, okay. Uh, but yeah, so the uh the game there was a lot of weird things that happened in that game. The the cow the cow Twitter. And Auburn Twitter went back and forth about how uh, weird things happen in in Memorial Stadium in Cal Berkeley. Well, you know, Auburn fans were like, you know, you're preaching to the choir. 
because there's way more things that happen that are <laughs> yeah. weird in Auburn, yeah. you know, right. at night. So they, yeah. they said, yeah, you still haven't said anything that scares us or that, you know, that you, you're not going to say that there's something weird that happened in your game that is so weird that it's never been seen by anybody else. Okay, great. The Especially band was on, at Auburn. The band was on the field <laughs> in your stadium 50 years ago. Great. Yeah. I get it. Okay, there were weird things that happened there, but, you know, yeah. we had a kick six and a Hail Mary two weeks apart against number one teams <laughs> when we were playing. I'm like, okay. Yeah. You know, um, and, and even in those games, I mean, the Georgia game, we should have won uh, – by a long shot, we allowed Georgia to come back in the game and then hit the Hail Mary at the end on a fourth and 13 or fourth and 16 or something like that. Hit the Hail Mary. Two Georgia guys go run into each other. One who eventually plays for Auburn later on in the, his career. They, they run into each other and the, pop the ball straight up. And it's like it went from not being a spiral pass to being a spiral after they hit each other. Okay. Right. And, and and our receiver looks up and it's like, oh, my God, it's right there. And reaches his hand out and grabs it. And then it, it's like 15 yards to the end zone, walks in. Right. Then, I mean, two weeks well, later. I'm just saying going, you can't, you know, Auburn's, Auburn's oh, yeah. definitely got. got oh, yeah. The, you got know. the voodoo magic. You know, it's weird. I mean, and it's, you know, but probably yeah. more so than, than New Orleans. The New yeah. Orleans. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I, I have seen I have seen Auburn lose <laughs> a game in in in. I'm just in saying, Baton Rouge, like in the fields like down there and, where they're at, like Tulane, and you know, I'm, I'm saying Auburn probably has more voodoo stuff going on in their games than they do there. So that's yeah. not even that's not even debatable, right? Um, yeah, but so you know, they held Cal to ten points. They won the game. Auburn's two and zero. I would think Auburn fans have got to be pretty happy with that, right? Uh, so they are relieved that they got out of there. They uh, the, the the Auburn fans are just relieved that they left California with a victory. I believe right now uh, they are going. Who y'all oh play my, next week? Oh my God, we stole one. Uh, yeah. Who y'all play Sanford? next week? Sanford. Sanford. Yeah. I know this is another week. You know, a lot of teams will be playing some smaller teams. So. Yep. Um, Sanford's right in your backyard. It is. They are. They are. They are. But they're going to yeah. travel down to Auburn. Um, but yeah, it, it's Sanford. Auburn should again. Yeah. Should. Should. Right. And have a, Kentucky should have yesterday, but you know it was a lot closer than what it should have been. So right. You know. So that's that's the way it happens sometimes. Yeah, and there were there were about three or four different things that happened in the game last night that that like the Cal fans are. You know that they're, they're they're saying a bunch of different things. The one thing is like, okay, the the referee, the officiating crew was SEC. Okay, so yeah, there's about four things that they are thinking that those were calls that screwed Cal. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna set the record straight right now. Okay, <laughs> in the first drive of Auburn, since you were watching this game, you would have seen this at this point. Yeah. In the first drive of Auburn. Uh, Peyton Thorne is running down the sideline. The ball comes out of his hand uh, or, or somehow comes out of his hands, goes right into uh, a Cal um, defensive player, and he runs it back for a touchdown Okay, along the sidelines. However, they called the play dead because they thought that Peyton Thorne had gone out of bounds and because he's obviously a protected player being a quarterback. They don't want anybody getting hit You know, as soon as he goes out of bounds. So – they, the 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 
line judge is, that's behind Thorne calls, you know, blows the whistle, blows it dead. Now, right. they review the play and they give Cal the ball at the spot in spot. which he gave. Actually, he gave that it up. actually happened in the game last week with Kentucky and they ran it back for a touchdown as well. And then they gave the ball to Kentucky, but they gave it to him at the spot of the, you know, right. and it was just, it was crazy. I'd never seen anything like right. that. Actually. So, so they, uh, because the, uh, the, the official had, uh, uh, had blown the play the dead. Play dead. Yeah. They gave the ball where they were. Now Cal got the ball and they eventually, I believe, kicked a field goal out of this. Yeah. I cannot remember off the top of my head if they kicked a field goal or if it was one of those that resulted in no points. But Cal routinely was on Auburn's side of the field and even in Auburn's red zone and could not come away with any more points than 10. They missed three field goals, all from the right hash uh, in the game. And then they had one field goal that was taken away because there was a holding on the end of their line. One of their guys reached out, one of their, one of their uh, ends reached out and grabbed an Auburn rusher and basically hooked him and pulled him to the ground. That is a, a hold. Right. This was called correctly. Yeah. It took them out of field goal range. They had to do the play over. They did and, not get the first down right. and over on downs, and they did not get it. So then that's one of the plays that they're talking about. That's a field goal that, well, that should have been. And then the fumble that, that I think they're they're calling for a fumble. Uh, that there was a fumble recovery or something like that, and there were multiple fumbles that, and that went for both teams that – aren't necessarily clear in video, but they were both calls that were reversed. So one went Auburn's way, one went went, went the other way. And for whatever yeah. reason, they were crying about that too. Uh, look, I will tell you this. The 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 Peyton Thorne play that happened early was the only one that you have a semi-beef on, but you can't you can't be complaining too bad because the ref was where he was supposed to be and just could not see it. It just, it was a bad circumstance and he could not. See I just it. don't understand on that, on that call because it happened last week at Kentucky too. Okay. It wasn't this, it wasn't Eastern Kentucky. It was a ball state game. Right. And Kentucky's picked it up, scooped and scored a touchdown on it. Okay. And it was a clear fumble. Okay. Like it was, right a clear as day fumble. It wasn't even close. Okay. And they had to review it because they, the, they blew the play dead for some odd reason. And why it was in the, you know, I mean, how in the world they would blow that play dead to begin with is a whole nother question. But my question is this, if you rule that it's a fumble, how can you not let the team advance a fumble? So okay, so I don't the, understand that. There, there are there are things that that are okay. If if the it's a fumble that, and it's in play, how do you not let a team advance a fumble? Okay, well I'm about to explain it. There are ways in which you can or cannot 
advance a fumble. One is your player cannot advance the fumble. It, it can't be that if you had a player, the only person that can advance the fumble is the ball carrier, the guy. No, that no, no. I'm talking about on defense. We were on defense on my on our play. So, so your your defensive player picked it up and ran it back. Yeah. Okay. Then no, they should be able to do that. I don't understand. I really don't understand how you can – if you rule it, it's a fumble, and it's in the wide open, and a defensive player picks it up and scoops and runs it in, that's a touchdown. I'm sorry. You can't rule that it's a fumble and not let the defense advance the fumble. I mean – Well, that's – again, that is uh, up against – I mean, I, I couldn't understand. I wouldn't understand exactly why they, they would blow it dead at that point. If they already are ruling it a fumble on the field, there shouldn't have been another, uh, uh, like a, a, an official blowing it dead. Um, so that I don't is, know that I'm telling you, it happened last week in Kentucky game. And I was, I was crazy. It was like, what in the world? Right. All right. So we're getting close to time here. Um, I want to kind of finish up this, the scoreboard. I've got it up on the screen there. Um, and, I'm going to talk about some of the games that wasn't top 25 teams. Um, and so we've got Wake Forest beat Vandy 36 to 20. Um, Purdue beat Virginia Tech 24 17. Virginia got beat by James Madison 36 35. We were talking about Virginia being one of the worst teams. I just wanted to throw that out there. Virginia Tech beat uh, South Carolina State 48-13. Kentucky won 28-17. BYU won 41-16 um, over Southern Utah. Iowa, Iowa State was 20-13. Um, Iowa won that game at Iowa State. Michigan State won, beat Richmond 45-14. Um, I'm trying to see some of these games. I mean, West Virginia beat Duquesne 56-17, which I think is significant for Neil Brown. Um, so I wanted to put that in there. Cincinnati took care of business at Pittsburgh 27-21 yesterday, which was an impressive win. I don't know what's going on with Satterfield, but all of a sudden he I think he can coach. <laughs> I, don't, I, 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 I don't know. And – you got Emory Jones there from the old Florida quarterback that went to Arizona State and now is at Cincinnati. Um, and now you got Emory Jones playing and winning and Satterfield winning. And I, I'm, I'm, I, to this point, I still don't know exactly what's happening with that, but it is happening. They are 2-0 and, um, and, and looking pretty good. Alabama beat uh, Middle Tennessee pretty bad in week one yesterday. Middle Tennessee nearly knocked off Missouri at home. Missouri won 23-19. Wasn't a good look for them. Um, UCF barely beat Boise State. At Boise State, tough place to play, but it was 18-16. Weird, weird numbers in that game. I'm not sure how it got to 18-16. Ton of offense. I think, uh, I, think, I think UCF had like over 500 yards of offense, only scored 16 points. Yeah, I mean it's just some weird, weird some weird numbers weird. there. Rice took a huge lead on on Houston yesterday. Rice has got JT Daniels 
if y'all remember him, <laughs> that's who their quarterback is. That's where he's playing in his like 12th school in 13 years or whatever it is. I don't know, something crazy. Uh, but he's down there playing. They'll deny Tez Walker from playing at North Carolina, but it's okay for a guy like JT Daniels to to play at his 14th school. Right. <laughs> Which doesn't make any sense, by the way. But anyways, so they jumped out to a huge lead. Houston tied it up, took them into overtime, and Rice beat Houston yesterday in double overtime, 43-41. The real Houston team. <laughs> You know, uh, Florida won, McNeese State ran the ball down their throats. Um, I I just don't see them being able to do that against some of the better competition. Um, But they did win a game yesterday. I've already talked about Mississippi State. Uh, South Carolina beat Furman 47-21. UCLA, who is now ranked 135-10 over San Diego State. Oklahoma State beat Arizona State yesterday, um, 27-15 in the Big 12. Any other games that you can think of that I left out? Um, did you talk about the South Carolina Furman game? I mentioned it, yeah. Okay. 47-21. Uh, I believe uh, – I'm. by the way, the uh, the running back's name is Damari Austin. That's the one that uh, – Okay. For Auburn, that was the third player that I was talking about. Um, as far as the scores yesterday, um, let me run through a few of them that we uh, may not have gotten into. UTSA and Texas State, that was one Yeah, that uh, I believe uh, UTSA uh, edged out Texas State. Texas State had beaten Baylor the, the week before. Yeah. So – and Texas State is another one that has um, – T.J. Finley. T.J. Finley, yes. I was trying to think who it is that's played at Auburn, but it's Finley. Right. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. And, I mean, uh, let's see. I believe Georgia Tech, I think they won their game. Uh, they did. They, they've got Haynes King as their quarterback, the former uh, Texas, Texas A&M, A&M quarterback. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, just trying to go through some of the other scores. Uh, let's see. Rutgers beat Temple pretty handedly. Um, those were Florida State whooped up on Southern Miss. I think you had actually said that one. USC had beaten Stanford. Um, USC being I mean, that a rivalry game, and they, they absolutely smoked them. Yeah, that, that Stanford team is not good. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, let's see. Memphis beat Butch Jones and Arkansas State 37 to 3. He's South taking Bo- two beatings, by the way. <laughs> beatings. <laughs> I mean, I mean, whoopings. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, Let's see. La Tech beat Northwestern State. That's not really a big UAB got beat yesterday. They did. They got beat yeah. by um, Georgia Southern, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Georgia State beat UConn. That is probably one to 
kind of note there. Georgia State yeah, beating UConn. They did. Uh, Coastal Carolina doubled up Jacksonville State. Um, Jacksonville State wasn't really expected to win that game. I think they actually won by the spread. I think the spread was um, uh, about 14, and it ended yeah. up uh, um, that, that, and it ended up being a 14 point victory anyway. Uh, so I think you, you pretty much have knocked up, gone through a lot of them. FIU beat North Texas. So the team that Cal put a beating on got yeah. beat again by right. FIU. So, yeah. And that uh, North Texas team has had some talent in the last couple of years, but they have struggled they out have. of the box. They have, they have. And, yeah. uh, yeah, it just, I, I think that, well, one, Everybody is being elevated into a new conference, so they're going from CUSA up to. They are, to, but I don't think they've played anybody yet that is from the AAC. No, um, they haven't. So, yes. but I mean, again, I think that's uh, that's all they're they're about to kind of run through that. But I mean, half their half their conference came from the conference USA, so they should right. be familiar with everybody once they start playing. Um, in there, uh, Michigan State. Yeah, they won yesterday. They did, but they're about to be without a coach. So I don't really want to get into that. At yeah, this late, I got to close it up. But yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Bowling Green won. Weird. Western <laughs> Western won yesterday. I didn't mention that, but there's yeah. a few games I didn't mention. Yep. Um, so that that should be about it. I mean, there's Western really Kentucky, that. by the way, that's when I said Western. Um, not tech. Around here, we just so. say Western, but there's a lot of Westerns, like Western Michigan, and I mean, right. you know, so yeah. But anyways, it's Western Kentucky University, the one I was talking about. They won yesterday. Yeah. Um, so we appreciate you guys being with us. We are the uh, College Sportscast. We're part of the Fanboys. It's been on the bottom of the screen. You can find us on Let's Talk Sports. You can also find us on Sideline Sports on a channel that they have, the Real Fresh channel on YouTube, and we are on WSBN TV channel 30. Now, how you can find us on WSBN TV is through Roku, Apple TV, or Fire TV. Look up World Sports Broadcasting Network. First, download BoxCast app. Then look up World Sports Broadcasting uh, Network. And then once you find them, you can find us on Channel 30. And you can find us on Roku, Apple TV, and Fire TV. So it's pretty cool that we are able to do that. Our next show is on the screen there. It's going to be Tuesday, September the 12th at 8 p.m. Central Time. It's going to be our the Big Fuss Show. And this is where we come together and we try to get some hot topics and some debate topics and have a couple of segments called the pick six and no fly zone. And we try to um, have a little bit of a debate and have a little bit of fun with that show. John, if you're available Tuesday night, I'm not sure what Jason's doing. Jason had told me he could be on, but I haven't heard from him in about a week. So I'm not sure. But if you want to be on Tuesday night, you and you and Hammonds can kind of and me can kind of go at it in our big fuss show and have a little bit of fun on Tuesday night. Um, but 
I appreciate you guys being on. It went just a little longer than I was going to, but we had a lot to talk about, and I know he um, wanted to give him a chance to talk about Auburn too because um, they are 2-0 and and new coach, new system, um, and he's a recruiter. and You, you have to give him that. And he's, right. you know, if he can also win some of these games on the field, it'll help. And, you know, Auburn will soon be where Auburn fans think that they should be. Um, but I also wanted to create a little buzz about the Dion thing and where imagine where Auburn would be right now if they had Dion. And the buzz that is happening at Colorado and, you know, in in Alabama, with Alabama just losing, I mean, it would be it would be chaos. Oh, yeah. And you, and you like chaos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I just wanted to bring that up. Uh, but join us on Tuesday night for our college sports cast, The Big Fuss Show, and we will see you on Tuesday. Y'all have a good night. See you.